Hey guys, and welcome back to the Is This Cinema podcast with me, Priscilla. And me, Jibs. And me, Jess. And today we are going to be reviewing Anatomy of a Fall and May, December. So if you've watched either of those films, stick around. If you watch one of them, maybe stick around. We're going to first be reviewing Anatomy of a Fall, then May, December. So stick around for the one you want to watch. Well, let's get all the admin out of the way. So we've got our first episode as a trio that we did on Poor Things is out on the feed. There have been plenty of episodes we've done previously. So if you've just binge watched The Bear, because that has won plenty of awards already, please have a listen. Uh, we've also done a TV roundup, movies we're excited for 2024 and all that other fun stuff. Just just check through the feed. So first things first, how are the pair of you? Great. Actually, I'm not great. Um um you know that first week back i was sort of saying <laughs> first week back from holiday and it's like you actually have to get back to work and earn a living do you know what i mean survive pay for shit and it's like i really want to be here i just want to win the lottery and uh you know go to like the south of france or something so yeah not do well plus my body's aching because i'm getting old and yeah except from that there are Good movies as well that we're about to talk about, so I'm quite excited about that. Mm. And Jess, how are you? Yeah, I'm alright. Actually, I had a pretty chilled day, so I'm actually glad that, as you said, there's good films on. Also, the football's back on, which helps. Soccer. We think so that's been nice. Soccer. <laughs> I'm just glad that January mm. is finally over. We thank God. What a long month! It's been a <laughs> slog. It just just a never-ending it was actually so annoying i'm like when is it going to be february Crazy. like let's be all be serious and guided but let's get into it so we'll start with anatomy before what were your thoughts watching the movie because i feel like it's we'll go i'll, I'll try to describe the movie so the, the essentially the movie's about two characters um i was about to call it was sandra hula in it and essentially I have my husband and a wife I'm married they have a son and the husband mysteriously dies mm-hmm. it's a French movie so it's an international movie Anatomy d'un shoot apparently that's what it's called <laughs> yeah bloody my French <laughs> if you must if you must know <laughs> and it's going really well as you can hear <laughs> it was given Antoine Grease but I loved it <laughs> <laughs> but um, the husband mysteriously dies and there's evidence that sort of links the wife to killing him. And essentially you're watching a court um, room scene play out uh, throughout the entire movie and you're basically guessing whether or not she did it or not. And there's little, you know, hints along the way to suggest which way you sway. And obviously your mind's constantly churning and changing. Is she, did she do it? Did she not? You found out things about her that makes it, you know, very likely. I, I think at one point I believed her until an allegation about infidelity came up and I was like, oh, sister. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But if she teed with another woman, so I was like, "Mm, do I hate her? I don't know. But um, yeah, essentially it results in her, obviously she, you know, she bust case um, and through the help of her son, her son randomly remembered about their father's suicidal ideation and et cetera, et cetera. So that's a summary of the movie. Hmm. Jess, what did you think of it when you watched it? I actually really enjoyed it. So even from just like the get-go, from when she was doing her interview and then they were playing 
PIMP by 50 Cent. <laughs> Even just from that moment, I really just enjoyed it. <laughs> it just like had me hooked in. And then obviously, next thing you know, the boy goes out, he comes back, his dad's dead. And just like, what the hell's happened? So just like going through the whole court case and everything. Yeah. And ideas changing. I was literally just like gripped in. But I enjoyed all of it. It definitely just flew by. Had a good time. Had a good time. James, what did you think? Yeah, I mean, this is like catnip to me. So um, it's a legal, <laughs> I mean, you have mentioned it's like a legal courtroom drama. And yeah, just really liked it. It was kind of like a thriller as well because your mind is in a lot of places. Of, oh, did she kill her husband or was it an actual suicide? And, you know, you're thinking, well, I guess the question is, why do you think she killed him? And what are your perceptions about her? Your new perceptions that kind of led you to this answer, which kind of, you know, you're getting from the first question. And it's just the sort of things that the movie um, talks about. Mm. And um, yeah, it was, yeah, really, really good. I really enjoyed it. Two and a half hours, a bit longer than I thought, but I was just gripped all the way through. And the thing about legal dramas is it's kind of like a play isn't it so mm. screenplay is important dialogue is important pacing is important obviously acting performances are really important and it just combines everything together and i guess we'll talk about language as well because it is a foreign film and yeah the way language actually plays character in the story is really really important in terms of i think she speaks two three languages in this film which is there mm. and um yeah it was I th yeah, I think it's, I'm not sure if you mentioned it, but it's by the um, Justin Tret, who's a French um, director. This is like her coming out to the world. This is her Snowpiercer, basically, to yeah. the you know the Western or to popular Western or, world. You know, people like, I mean, she's in the West as well because she's French, isn't she? But um, to. Yeah, but still an international. English speaking audiences, I would say. But yeah, just really, really good. Really, really yeah. good stuff. Really, really 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 good stuff um i did see it because i didn't see in the uh, in the in this in the pictures i called the cinema in the pictures now because you know and to keep up with the pretentious brand i actually watched it on apple tv um I, i'm here at home and i literally didn't check my phone in two and a half hours i you know mm. really tried as possible not to and really didn't give me any opportunities to because scenes just kept on flowing and flowing and you're kind of gripped in the sense of what else am I going to hear now? What else is new? What new information is then coming out? And what new characters are being introduced? Obviously, the courtroom mm -hmm. trial. You know, each question. I guess we'll talk. We'll talk, we'll talk about the prosecutor as well. But Sheesh. yeah, I really liked it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really, really, really enjoyed it. So it's a classic. Um, yeah, just cinema, I'd say. And it made money as well. I loved the movie. Um, I am still very pissed off that Emmanuel Macron is a piece of crap. Okay. Um, because he doesn't like the idea of being criticised correctly. Because it's the only reason why it wasn't nominated. Well, he like, smacked twice in the face. He needs <laughs> to be smacked again. Um, several times. <laughs> um, I've always got my foot on that man's neck. Um because her, you know, the, the director's criticisms of him is the only reason why it wasn't um, France's choice for the international film for the Oscars. It cleaned up every other awards, but that's the only reason why. Mm. So, 
I I'm I'm that's my whacking of Emmanuel Macron for that. I needed to I need to put my two pence in about him. Did they not go for international feature? Mm-mm, France France refused to do it. Oh, they did the other one. They did the cooking one, didn't they? Yep. Taste of things. And it wasn't the and the worst thing is is that if he went for it, it would have won. You see, Emmanuel yeah, Macron. I heard about. I mean, Napoleon. It did win the palm. Napoleon. It did win the palm door though. So I guess that's a. Uh, yeah, and then she she bastardized him in that speech. <laughs> yeah, she yeah, cast him she out. did. So he got to do it. So, I think his wife like really old. My mom always brings that up. Experience of nonsense. We'll talk about that in the second half of this episode. <laughs> 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 but no, I, I I loved it. I think it. Um, I, there was a recent thing. I what what's that thing with Hugh Grant and Nicole Kidman? And like a similar courtroom drama. Oh, what is it called again? The Undoing, I think. Um, which was quite similar to this. And I just loved the whole aspect of just not knowing whether or not she killed him or not the prosecutor i'll talk about the prosecutor in a minute because that's evil mm-hmm. <laughs> this, i thought jason clark in Oppenheimer was bad this is something else man this is he's just doing his job man yeah but like do you know what? he's a very good prosecutor but damn <laughs> yeah i was, it was like a bit wild, any, any it? little thing it was a bit mad like joe like the, mm-hmm. the way the recorders were used was a little bit crazy yeah, because why, like, why would the, I guess, like, it's just one recording, but then why would that be such a, why was it so important to the court case? Because just like an argument, people say stuff in arguments. Well, it's kind of like just putting the, pic- it's it's putting the puzzle together, isn't it? It's putting a seed of doubt in the, about, yeah, about what could happen. Mm. It's, you're, you know, you're giving all this information and you're, and the movie or Justine is literally asking, do you think she killed him? Why do you think she killed him? You know, what um, mm. What are your perceptions about this relationship, this marriage that you think led her to committing murder? Mm. Or if you think she didn't kill him and you thought, and you're thinking, oh, he actually committed suicide, does this um, recording change your perception? Why do you think that? And why do you think that? And, you know, with this new piece of information I've given you right now, has this changed? Why do you think it's changed? You know, was there something before that was kind of lingering in your mind that you thought, you know, I'm not sure, but I don't think she killed him. But now I've heard this and I think she's killed him now. And, you know, I just really like how it's all kind of left to you, the viewer, to make that conclusion compared to director throwing it, throwing it at you. In your face. In your face. Yeah, because I think similar to Jess, I think, that, that was in my head, like, why? But then at the same time, the thing with prosecutors and what makes some of them very good at their jobs to the detriment of others mm. is that they need to plant a seed of doubt in the jury's head. Because we mm-hmm. may know, and I know, and God knows, and everyone knows that this person killed this person. But then you need to prove that in a court of law beyond reasonable doubt. And you need to have, a li- even if you're doubting a little bit, there's like a 5% chance, maybe maybe she did it yeah then you're gonna have to you're gonna have to do you know what i mean so they good prosecutors muddy the waters if you haven't got a concrete and i think that's the beauty of proof to say she did this yeah with the movie and i think that's the beauty with like legal court dramas in the sense that uh you know new information comes out i guess we'll talk about the you know because we're all experts right now in the French justice system, but we'll get to that as well. But 
how uh, this <laughs> how the screenplay for just legal uh, movies are able to tell a story, and you know how do things change with new evidence? It's kind of I guess it's like the primal primal fear is like another one of these uh, legal dramas where all evidence points to obviously he killed him, obviously he's guilty, obviously he's I don't want to spoil the movie for our listeners, but you know, they're able to establish, as you mentioned, um, Priscilla, with any sort of reasonable doubt in the sense that well, we're not hundred percent sure, so he has to be. So we're not sure it's you know, so he's definitely not guilty, and that's kind of how things happen. So I really thought that this and also the thing about legal dramas is it only it kind of happens um kind of sequentially so from one scene to the next scene or you might leave good you know lawyers go to a bar then they find out new evidence comes back to the next day but for this movie it was those i guess they made a good editing choice to kind of cut in between the actual trial and you know past scenes from the relationship or from the marriage you know other sort of scenes from it just kind of patching it all together I thought that was kind of like a really good uh, directorial Making choice. you think. Yeah, making you think, yeah. It was it was brilliant. I, I was watching, I thought, oh, you smart bitch. <laughs> you, like, you really, really did. Like, I think um, with this film, I think what my favourite thing about this film was, I think was, I believe that she obviously didn't do it, and obviously we know it's suicidal, but then there's always that little bit of doubt in your head that maybe... Maybe she bust case. <laughs> like they didn't. They it's enough of a concrete end of you to feel like okay, she didn't do it. The sun came through, like some sort of like Disney Channel original movie thing at the end. Like <laughs> whoa, like I remember the dog threw up. You know, yes, I got my evidence. But at the same time, it's also like it it puts a question in your head because obviously morally she was terrible, but she was a terrible person. She had an affair. <laughs> like, I loved her, but she had an affair with another woman. This man's been driven crazy by by it. And it's the case of she may have not have physically done the act of killing him, but then has she has her actions caused him to become suicidal? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the way they, they did the film, it was like she's not to physically blame for the death of him, but then maybe did that exacerbate a feeling that he already had mm. to make him want to do that, to go that far. Because already, imagine you're waking up, you're already suicidal, now the love of your life has cheated on you. Yeah, but did she really cheat because she told him? <laughs> but the thing that was interesting though was in that recording when um she said that she it only happened once and then she told the court it actually happened multiple times. Yeah, it was crazy, wasn't it? With the same person. No! I was like, oh... <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, this is a bad woman. There, I was like, I can't help you here, man. You're on your own. <laughs> like, you know what she said that for, girl? You're on your own. I was like, why would you say that? Why would you say that? Lie. <laughs> and live on that lie. There are a couple you of... You can't um, say one thing in the recording because now you look like a psycho. There are a couple of non-truths that she told throughout the, the entire movie. There was one about the bruise as well. Where you know she said that she on her on her wrist on her wrist yeah and she says she whacked on the table thinks sort of figure out that was you know 
between the augmentation market and the Peru. So a lot of, and she sounded extremely cold as well in the, in that kind of their big argument about how, you know, everything is about her. And he suddenly, he obviously came across as a really insecure, didn't he? And she came across as extremely cold. Yeah, But I really guess did. it also asks us to um, ask uh, why should, I guess because they're married and everything, right? But why should she be a lot more accommodating towards him? And should he, you know, why is he blaming everything on her? And I guess it's like that question of like gender roles and like marriage and all that kind of stuff, which I thought was interesting. Mm. I thought it was interesting, but why cheat though? Who told you to do that? The thing is, she has me. But why do you, do you know? I, why for you? Oh, this is my issue. Mm-hmm. Some people have said, oh, you know, I hate my husband or whatever, you know. And it's fine. It's a valid feeling. You know, happens to the best of us. But <laughs> who told you to elevate yourself and do scissor, scissor parties with another woman? Who told <laughs> Listen, you to do that? When you're in the middle of like nowhere. Where, where, do, they, where do they live again? In the Alps and Grenoble, right? In Grenoble. Listen. We're in the middle of nowhere and it's cold. What? There's nothing else to do. Do you know what I mean? I can't believe you're doing this, Jeeves. <laughs> There's no, nothing no, else. I can't believe you're doing There's this. nothing else to do about drink and scissors. Do you know what I mean? I'm not saying anything from experience. No I'm just defending. She's just. I'm literally just saying. Yeah, it sounds like from it's not her country. <laughs> it's cold. You know, snow everywhere. Husband is bad vibes. So you're telling you know them I mean? they they decided to do that you know play around with each other for warmth this is the this is the road we're going it's down it's getting cold man gotta keep one more way or the other that's what i'm saying ah <laughs> oh, la la cuffing season putain i've heard enough i've heard enough coughing season that's even worse jess listen well i'm just saying that <laughs> <laughs> but do you think that she thought sick. that was going to soften the blow with the fact that it was with a woman instead of with another man it's worse i don't care what anyone tells me yeah it must stink is it no it must stink yes 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 <laughs> i i do you know what being cheated on is one thing i need to do some research on that one i know because i'm not speaking with it i don't think i'd care you you cheated so for me a hurt is a hurt yeah that's peak but anyway from, yeah what but from what i'm imagining is that if it's someone of the same opposite gender same gender as you you're like right yeah <laughs> it hurts it, there's there's no logic behind it it just stings I, mean, I was just about to like question so many things it started and then you're like wait but then it's not even the fact because they can still like you it's that it's i mean they don't respect you evidently but they can still be attracted mm-hmm. to your sex and your gender well, your gender generally can still be attracted to your gender, but then most people's frame of mind is, what do I? So damn, like it's not even someone of the same gender as me. It's someone completely opposite gender. Okay, fair, fine, <laughs> and it will hurt more. Me, I don't care. Cheating is cheating. Mm-hmm. You cheating with me, with Sheila, with Harry, with uh, they, them. It don't matter. <laughs> yeah, it's. Not don't great. matter if she, she, him, he, his, her, they, them, nothing at all. You identify as a box. I don't care. You cheated. <laughs> you lay down with someone else who's not moi. So because of that, you're getting, you're getting lashings. And I think this film, I mean, it could be kind of um, what Justin is trying to say is obviously she didn't kill him. Obviously he, um, he jumped down but 
you're showing all her vices in the sense that she's not very accommodating when he's at his lowest, when she's flirting with the journalists that we meet in the beginning. I guess we'll get to, actually we could talk about that now. Like when she's like the post, post acquittal and she goes to the, goes for a drink. That was a bit weird. I was like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, you're not going to run back to your bloody son. You just literally swerve life in jail. So it's just all these different, and obviously like the line as well. So it's like, she obviously didn't, well, you're thinking she obviously didn't kill him, right? Obviously not. But did she? It's kind of like... She's got no shame. Yeah, it's a lot of... um. It's that weird thing about how... Like you watch... I watch this documentary. It's called The Imposter, right? And it's about... Uh, yes. Yeah, and it's that sort of thing where... Like, obviously... Obviously, the family didn't kill the boy. I don't want to kind of... We need to dissect that. That's a good documentary. Yeah. Obviously, the family didn't kill the boy. But the more things... You know, you're... The family are... You know, it's it's all doesn't really make sense because there's that shadow like the element of doubt in your mind until the guy then the imposter guy then says they obviously killed him and you were thinking it and all all you just needed was somebody to tell you or confirm that little um thing in your head you know bit in your mind and i think that's what this yeah you heard and it is this film doesn't tell us obviously we don't get that conclusion that she does kill him but that's sort of what leaves it on the, on the balance of you know, could tip anywhere, anytime, um, as you're watching it. So really, really good, uh, kind of, it's not tricking you, but it, it's kind of tricking you. No, I know what you mean. It, it does enough to make you think. Doubt. Yeah. I think, yeah. And doubt her, which I appreciate. Yeah, I think she just couldn't stand him and she was just happy that he died. Which is sick, man. Like, I, I, I was really trying to defend my sister, <laughs> but I'm sitting here and I'm like, you know what? Whatever way I, I shake it, I cook it, I, I fold it. She's sick. <laughs> I'm like, sister, like, you you just got released. You just bust case. If I bust case, I'm going home to my son. <laughs> no, you need to get, why need to get you, lit, why? man. I'm going home to my son. Get to a, Who's getting lit? Get to, get to a slug and let us In whose economy? Two for one cocktails. In Macron's France, you're getting lit after busting case. Celebratory drinks. I, I just couldn't believe. I was just flabbergasted, really, me personally. If I bust case, I'm going home. <laughs> I'm going home. I think it's worth talking about talking about the screenplay as well. Um, it was her. She wrote yeah. it. Her and her. I, I think it's her husband. Um, yeah, husband, Arthur yeah. Harari. So they both wrote it, and obviously, it kind of um, meant, as I mentioned earlier on about how screenplays is sort of if not everything, but a lot of it goes into making a good legal courtroom drama. And when you have a bad courtroom drama, like the trial of the Chicago seven, um, it's, it's a bit <laughs> like, what is going on here? But like good ones like these are just amazing. It's not a bad film. I'm just, uh, talking just really irritates me sometimes. No, give it its whackings. Give it its whackings. A lot of times actually go watch the newsroom, but, um, when you have a good script, like a good script like this, it just, everything, like, do you guys find it easy, like just nice and easy to watch? Yeah. Yeah. It was so like, I don't know, you know, relaxed. Yeah. I was watching the film. I was at peace. I was like, this is so, you know what I mean? Like, it was like, this is so easy. There were some really funny bits of the film. Oh, the, the thing is, I love it when courtroom dramas, and I think, 
some of the best ones doing this. I think the staircase did this quite well with Colin Firth, mm. where they just take the mick out of themselves. <laughs> like sometimes it's just funny. Mm-hmm. Like add a little like sometimes when she was talking to her, I, said, I was laughing, man. I can't lie. But sometimes she was talking to us. I, I was like, you know, this is kind of <laughs> I'm not like funny like my cousin. Not funny, ha ha. It's just preposterous. Like what the like what the hell are we doing here? What what is what what's going? Yeah, like even you know when the dog vomited up everything. I was like, I can't believe mm-hmm. this is how we're finding out that she didn't kill him. <laughs> I can't believe this is the Eureka. Yeah, I, there were some, especially, I guess we could talk about the, the prosecutor now, Antoine Reynard, I think that's his name. Mm. Um, I, they were analysing, um, they were analysing PIMP, right, weren't they? And that was like a good mm. on, like a five minute scene. <laughs> I was like, yes. do you know this is like, <laughs> and I was like, what, what is, so is this how like French, is this how the French justice system works? We could just bring out anything and use that as evidence and just like. You know, you listen to Chief Keith once, so that means he must be a gangbanger or something, and and it, <laughs> and that's and that's and that's just how it goes. Because I was like, what on earth are we doing here, man? But it's not like he was even listening to like the original version of it. <laughs> no lyrics. <laughs> <at> listening <least. laughs> to no lyrics. You just go on vibes because the the defense team was like. Judge, what the hell is going on? And the judge was like, "I mean, it's all um, it's all permissible in court. Carry on." And you're like, "Wait, what? It actually is. <laughs> Why is it permissible in court, man? Like, listen, man, French. The what French made justice you go system. With this verse? Oh, honestly, crooks apparently. And why do you only listen to one song? <laughs> it's a banging song. Though. I'm not gonna lie. After the day after, I was, I was like. <laughs> <laughs> But that's all in it. Do you know what? My best friend, I have just knows her. She used to have that as her ringtone at uni. It used to make really? me piss myself. Every time someone calls her, uni. you just hear that. And I'm like, oh, my days, it's 50 cent. And I'm like, oh, your phone's ringing. <laughs> I just was about to go to. And now, as soon as I heard that song, I thought she was in the I didn't watch this film with her. I actually thought she was in the room with me. I thought, right, they're actually just playing the song. <laughs> How do you guys feel about the structure of the of the movie? Because the first hour, it was kind of like a Law and Order episode where I think the first hour was S- SVU, yeah, S- yeah, SVU, Order, one of those. The first hour is kind of like a forensic investigation. I think they had the blood splat test. They had that ridiculous. They were playing because they they kept on playing um, PIMP song rides. And they're trying to like ask him, uh, Daniel if he could hear it. So they'll increase it volume. I was like, is this literally, is this honestly how they're doing their investigation? And obviously the, the autopsy and everything. And I think that's kind of when she tries to get her legal team sorted. And she gets um, the lawyer, it's uh, um, Vincent. And that lawyer, yeah. that was supposed to be her past lover or something, right? I was getting that vibe from them that they definitely had like some history there. They had something going there, yeah. Before, yeah. And that, that was the first. Then the second part of the movie was, you know, the trial and the, the obviously the courtroom. But obviously there were like bits of edits of before he died, obviously with the marriage and everything like that. What you, How do you guys think about like the structure of the film? I think I love the fact that it just got straight to the point. Mm. Mm. It wasn't like, oh, there's the backstory. This is how these two people met. And then you just like, I think this got like straight into it. And then. 
Yeah. Yeah, I thought it just, it felt right to me. Like how everything went. And I don't think that I felt like I missed anything at the same time. Mm. Mm. Yes, I quite enjoyed it. I think I, I completely agree with you, Jess. I think it went straight. I hate it when films do this thing. And it's not all, not every film needs this, but I don't need a backstory of everything. <laughs> like I, pre- what I loved about Parasite, Parasite threw you in. I was there. Mm. <laughs> I was right there. And, you know, and deal with it. Basically, he said, deal with it. And I thought, first, you know, I appreciate that. And sometimes I don't need to be spoon fed stuff. Sometimes just throw you in the person as well. Then you, I think, I think Christopher Nolan was having this conversation about it when he was saying that the audience is a lot more smarter mm-hmm. than people tend to think that they are. And I think sometimes directors go into this thing where they're like, oh, like I need to spoon feed these things to um, the audience because they're not going to get it. And most people do get it. Hence why the popularity of this film, the popularity of All of Us Are Strangers and the, all the other films that have been doing quite well in the um, awards season. Because mm-hmm. the audience are much more smarter than you let, the, you let on. Parasite was a phenomenon. And no, we didn't know anything about that family at all. You just, you're just, you know, this guy's driving mm. for these rich people. And, and then you slowly find out everything. So... I think they did it really well. I loved the whole courtroom aspect of it in the beginning and it sort of leads you up the garden path. And I liked the use of slowly adding things outside of the courtroom, but they only did it if it made sense to this actual storyline. Because sometimes the courtroom films or film, the entire plot is based on the outcome of what happens in the court. Yeah. When they do outside plots, it gets really, really frustrated and annoying because it's like, well, how does that aid the story how does it move the story on does this make does this make me understand the character better does this elevate the story better and sometimes like the trial of chicago seven that for that did it terribly (laughs) whereas in this film it just made so much more sense and i i got to grips of the characters a lot more from it so yeah i loved how they did everything i think the screenplay was perfect i'm very sad that it won't get its due diligence in the Oscars, but Justine is very talented and she'll have other chances and other shots. Oh, and she might wait screenplay. She actually she may but I don't think so, unfortunately. She might. Uh, a part of me I want <laughs> I want her to do it. I really want her to do it. But a part of me thinking that they ain't gonna let some French lady um win it. But if she does, I'd be very happy. But I I hope that this is a start of a very like a lot of big studios because sometimes some people's film first film to really make to break into English atmosphere isn't the film you want it to do you know what I mean it's not the film you want it to be mm-hmm, whereas mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she basically had the perfect storm yeah where it's like this is a good film um it's you worked your absolute butt off for it and it's hit the stream of consciousness at the right time mm-hmm. And that's why I'm, it's the same thing I felt about when Bong got his hit with Snowpiercer. He's done so many films before, but that was the perfect film for everyone to yeah. be like, oh, this guy's actually like, this is good. Let yeah. me go. Because now everyone's going to be like, let me watch her previous stuff yeah. now because this film's really, really good, which I'm happy for her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like I watched Snowpiercer and I was like, well, I'm going to watch Memories of Murder, which I think is Bong Joon-ho's best movie, but we're going to get to that. And... Like now I've seen her, so I know who she is and I'm going to like sort of go back and watch her, her movies and just a really, really good, really, really great effort by her because it's, and also obviously I have to like talk about the fact that it is a French or it's an international film, 
French film with uh, I mean, she does speak English, but I think over, I think it was just about 60% of the films in French. That's my, uh, that's my research wink, but, um, uh, <laughs> I'll do the calculations for myself, but yeah, I guess we could talk about the importance of language in this movie and how it sort of shapes our perceptions about her and how other people, cause I'm not sure if I remember like the mention about how she has to actually speak in court in French for her to actually help her case. And like, mm. why should that matter? Like, do you think that should matter? Should be the evidence? And like, oh, right, this is the, you know, perceptions matter at court, everything um, matters. And you can see, sort of see, because I think she can speak perfect French, Sandra Hula, but Justine wanted her not to because they kind of wanted this kind of, you know, vague, sort of a mysterious sort of person rather than giving you all the information to the to the crowd. So it's like you can speak French, but not that much French. And what does that tell you? What does that tell the audience about you? And how does that affect the audience's you know, perceptions about you? So like I kind of, I watched Inglourious Bosses the other day and the way <laughs> I'm just jealous about people who can speak multiple languages. Man. And it's like when, what's his face switches from Michael Fassbender. Oh. Not Fassbender, um, Christoph Waltz. Uh, just, I think it was the first oh, yeah. scene when he switches to English and, you know, that helps progress the story. Or when he, later on in the film, when he's like, that's a bingo. And it's like, mm, but it definitely adds to his character. I definitely feel like it helped here as well. What do you guys think about, like, you know, the concept of, of language? I think it's good because it's somewhat realistic as well, because... There's obviously people who speak multiple languages in their houses. Mm-hmm. And I actually kind of like that scene where um, she's with her son and she's speaking to him in English to try throw off the woman. Mm-hmm. She's like, we would prefer if you'd speak it in, in French. But then I feel like French people are just like that with their language, to be English fair. English people are definitely. No French, my French people. Mm-hmm. like. <laughs> but then I think that that's something that I actually do, like just force you to like speak French. So if you like... <laughs> If they can like if you can trip up or something they can point it out to you then they have a reason f- to like blame her for what mm-hmm. for her killing her What's husband happened? but yeah this could have got a translator it would have been fine like people in france can speak english <laughs> some of them anyway <laughs> but like priscilla like there was even that bit where with the arguments with um, her husband sam and he's like you're in it was kind of one of like the argument points about how she doesn't even speak french she speaks in english and she's like, oh, but I'm German and you're French and we have to make a middle ground and stuff. You know what? Which is English. And he's like, no, <laughs> we're in France. <laughs> French, French people, right? If, if they're anything, they're big-headed. Yeah. Jess could attest to it, right? They want you to speak your, their language, but they also don't. But then when you're learning their language, they don't like it when you get it wrong. Mm. Like even in France, for example, um, I don't speak the standard French in Paris, which they considered French. Um, I my mm-hmm. my French is more probably Belgian due to Belgian colonizing where I'm from and Belgian colonizing where Jess is from. So that's <laughs> where it's obviously depending on where you study. My mom speaks more France French because she grew up in private in French schools, but they don't even like it when your French is is still French and it's pl- perfectly understandable. You basically are speaking French, but they don't even like it because it's like, hey, it's not ours. 
<laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's how bad they are about it. <laughs> so when I heard that screen record, I thought, you know what? Yeah, I, I'm happy. She played it smart by not having to do it. But I, I think the importance of language was key in this film. I think she showed it, evidently. I think every person who's in a relationship where one person doesn't speak, speaks different language, got a whacking when watching this. I, I hope they felt very uncomfortable whilst watching this movie. Listen, listen, if if you're a female listener or speaks French, hit me up. <laughs> Yo! <laughs> Learning language is hard, man, I'm not going to lie. No, it's hard, and I think... Actually, it is. French is so hard. It's, and French is probably one of the hardest languages to learn if you've learned English, because one word mm -hmm. in French can mean seven different things, and that's very hard to process as someone who speaks English and one thing means one thing. Yeah. Or the idea that you mask there's masculine and feminine words, which is very confusing oh, if you've learned <laughs> English. Yeah. yeah. Like, I remember when I was learning it, and it, it was just the process, I'm like, why is there a male and female version of a word? That doesn't make any sense. Just have the words as the words. Just have the word. Exactly. Preach. Like, um, do you know what I mean? Like, I, I know I come from a Francophone mm. country, but still, like, the language don't make sense. So... I completely, I actually understood how like, sister, I understand you more than anyone. This is the only time I understand you. I'm on your side. <laughs> <laughs> what <a> stupid <laughs> language. Make him speak German. <laughs> Do you know, I, I didn't really think about the importance of language until you asked the question. And then when you deep it in court, like they had to say it in French, despite her not. Do you know what I mean? Which yeah. is mad to think about it. Like you're, she's having yeah. to learn hear something in a language that she's not herself comfortable in mm -hmm. and she now has no agency to defend herself because she doesn't speak the language you know what i mean which sounds crazy to think about exactly yeah i mean we i don't think we've even spoken about sandra Hiller. like what a fucking performance oh my Damn. days i'm not gonna lie if i had she was so I, good i guess we've got like uh, we've got an oscars pod coming up soon but if it was my decision, I think she'd win the Oscar. <laughs> She's the her performance is the one that I <sighs> responded to the most. You thought about the most. I'm not gonna lie. I thought this was See, like unbelievable, especially if you're acting. Yeah, I mean, I guess Lily Gladstone has like a couple of um. She's acting or well, she speaks a couple of languages as well, but I think this one is. I don't know. I think she's. I mean, they all. I don't mind either of the you know top three, but I. I really like this one. This one is insane. Insane. Uh, she, she's my, oh my gosh. She is in fighting in second place with Emma Stone. Mm. Lily's mine, but she's fighting in second. Like it's, it's, it's so minuscule, the differences mm -hmm, mm -hmm. between them. I have Lily only because that last scene with Leo. She's not white. Has that's a chore. <laughs> that last scene with Leo has stayed with me. Mm. Like it, it's really stayed with me, that, that last scene. But Sandra, every single award conversation, she deserves it. Yeah. She I mean, deserves she's been it. in two of the top, I think she's been in two top and um, best picture films. Yeah. So far. So she's had an, a year hasn't she she's really working this year really good actress like honestly she's working man she said i'm just a girl <laughs> i love that for her 
no but she was she was brilliant i i've ugh, you know when someone's so good you have no notes yeah i mm-hmm. everyone was good in the film i thought she was good i thought the son was good and i thought the prosecutor was i mean why shouldn't why couldn't he have been nominated for an oscar i'm looking at the best supporting actor list and i could take out someone or two names and put his name in there i'm not gonna lie there are several people in that <laughs> thing let's not talk about it yeah let's not talk about it because my head is still hot about why a certain gay irishman is not in the best actor that's one oh, wow. um yikes andrew scott um love that man down miss greta don't know why she's not there I... from past that and then the guy we just mentioned he should be there yeah i mean even like the even the lawyer um the lawyer um vincent played by swan Allah. i probably butchered mm. his pronunciation but i'm trying guys i'm trying hard <laughs> um he was really really good you're doing your best <laughs> i'm trying <laughs> you guys talk too quick man um yeah was amazing really really good stuff um and i really really good film yeah it's, i mean i looked at the best pictures and i was like this is a really this is probably one of like the best oscar years so yes and I, we're going to get to a film where you know probably the next part of this podcast where the oscars was like this is when i'm gonna start complaining well no one the oscars but everyone else charles like, nah, melton nah. no 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 we'll get charles we'll melton get to it, we'll get to it, we'll get to it, we'll get to it we'll get to it We'll get to it. We'll get to it. <laughs> My head is still hot now. But yeah, um, yeah, I also kind of wanted to bring up the score. Really liked the score. Really liked the um the obviously mentioned the editing as well. I think that was nominated as well. I do like when like you have like shot, reverse shot, shot to one person, reverse shot to another person, right? But in this film they shot to one person. And the other person will still be talking, but they'll leave a camera on the first person, maybe on, maybe on the person's like face to just kind of see how their reaction develops. And I really, really like that. Like shot reverse shot is fine. I think, you know, Tarantino does that a lot. Coen Brothers do that, does that, um, do that a lot as well. But I think this one was just sort of holding the shot just to, you know, just holding it for that long enough to, you know, to get all the, you know, what we need as an audience before. So cutting back, and I really like that. But that's just um, that's uh, that's film score, which I haven't actually ever been to. Yeah, <laughs> that is film score. That's I'm that's I'm convinced there. That's I'm really convinced there. I was like, <laughs> did like a module of film score. I don't know. It's film score report. I think you're gonna like teach us a thing or two. But <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I said, like, oh come on, and then. <laughs> Oh my gosh. But, uh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Long film though. Very long film. Worth it, but very long film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really enjoyed it, surprisingly. Especially because I watched it so late. It went late. by very quickly. Mm-hmm. Oh, you had a good time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jess was having a hoot watching that film. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I was going to enjoy it that much. But I actually really did. Would you guys give it a... S- what rating? A score out of 10. <laughs> yes. Um, I do have little like jaw, well, little box of these, but uh, popcorn ratings, I guess. Okay, uh, I'll give it a 10. I'm not going to lie to you, I'm not changing anything. I mean, 10 is, I'm not going to lie, 
10 is like it's my know. first 10 it's my first 10 ever out yeah i was trying to think like when you have ever given something a 10 i've i don't think i change anything I'll, I'll i'll give you an eight i've never given anything a 10 10 is like that's like what godfather like <laughs> the sort of films i just think when I, my 10 is always if i would never change anything in the film and i would give it a 10 i mean i did find the dog experiment a bit funky i'm not gonna lie <laughs> <laughs> You didn't appreciate the vomit? Not really. I I was really like, oh, okay, <laughs> this is something, but... Cook. This is interesting. But cook, Daniel. <laughs> Almost like nearly kill your dog just to say. <laughs> but um, Gosh, yeah. No, I get what you mean. If I'm, if I'm just being, you know, nitpicky, but yeah, still really liked it. But yeah, I'll give you an eight. Just what are you giving it? I would really give it a nine. I had a good time. Just just had a hoot. I don't know what I even know it's about murder, but I had a great time. <laughs> I think you're quite sick in the head, Jess. Why are you having a good time with your birds on? <laughs> I'm trying to think of like certain things that I actually really enjoy because it just reminded me like when I was growing up, I used to love watching documentaries and stuff like that. And even though it's like a film, it kind of just like reminded me of that of those things that are missing and mm-hmm. courtroom type stuff. So yeah. A courtroom drama. I would enjoy that. I can't lie. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. So let's make a move on to our second film, May December, directed by Todd Haynes, his piece de resistance, um, with uh, I've got a name, you know, <laughs> Julia Moore, for, um, Natalie Portman, <laughs> and the amazing, the fantastic, the sensational Riverdale finest Charles Melton. For those who don't know, it's pulled from the real life story. I can never pronounce his name and I don't want to get it wrong, but I think it's, is it Vili, his name? I don't want to pronounce his name wrong, but it's pulled from his actual um, real mm-hmm. life. I don't want to say story because that sounds bad. I don't want to say event because that sounds even crazier, but his real life moments of when he was groomed by his kindergarten teacher or his teacher and she then Mm -hmm. pre-groomed him into a relationship to which they've had children and she was obviously sent to prison numerous times she got out because she's a woman and she's white um and he is a samoan boy so no one really cared they sexualized the poor boy um and they became a renowned household name which sounds weird to say because she was a nonce um and it became a thing of like oh like a very seedy thing of oh look at we've got this you know um quotation marks couple on and they would base i think there's only one time i've ever watched her be interviewed which they pulled into this movie in which an an interviewer really had a bang to rights um and Mm -hmm. yeah she's dead trumpet horn trumpet horn trumpet horn she's dead um she died of cancer um which is great news but maybe not for him but um oh she's dead but before they died she's dead she's dead real life woman's dead i actually wonder what what happened she died thank god um so yeah she's really (laughs) dead um 
So, but they did divorce before <laughs> she she passed away. I'm sorry, she was a nonce, man. I have no sympathy for her. Um, so <laughs> tell us how you I how no you really feel. Nonces. Oh, <laughs> if I tell you how I feel about nonces, we'll be here for ages. Um, <laughs> but that's a summary, and the movie taps into that almost. The movie basically it's of the same sort of storyline, and but an actress. Decides to do the whole self-insert thing where she goes to meet a couple, one of a boy who was groomed to be in a relationship with his teacher, with an older woman. And she basically interviews the woman because she's going to play the woman in a movie. And, she you know, she realises mm-hmm. how messed up the whole dynamic is. Charles Men- Melton plays it superb- superbly of a man in arrested development of the age of 12. And, have it, and his children realising that... He was their age when the relationship with their mom started and him, his whole realisation about what's happened to him. Now that's out of the way. Jibs, mm-hmm. how did you feel about that movie? Um, really weirded out, but I guess that's kind of how it wants you to feel. But I felt like the performances were amazing. Cinematography was great. The acting was um, insane, even though like, the subject matter was a bit like, what the fuck is going on? And I think it did definitely yeah. did say something about, um, you know, Hollywood as well. Method acting, um, mm. bloody child grooming, just all you want mm. in a movie, which is sort of why, <laughs> you know, the Academy said, no thanks. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> they said really, it's really, too close to home. Really, really good performances. Yeah. And it's, it's that sort of thing where you're definitely getting to know the sort of people, right? And it's i guess we spoke about it as well in the last um with um anatomy of paul about how you've got different accounts of he said he said she said sort of and it also happens here as well where you meet her first husband and he says something it's like do you believe him or then you you know you meet other people's it's just how that relationship has affected not just them but yeah, her previous family, her ex-husband, his own father as well, hey. their children, just, you know, the entire, the entirety of that, um, just the externalities of how that relationship has um, impacted a lot of people. Affected everything. Mm. Plus, you know, it's I just... I wish I could click my fingers. Who to believe, you know, who, who are you to believe? Because, I mean, I guess I know who I believe, but she's... <laughs> You know, she, she, he's been told by Elizabeth, which is Natalie Portman's character, that he's been groomed and everything. And, you know, he confronts her about it at the end. And she says, like, no, actually, you're the one that approached, you know, that was chirping <laughs> initially. So I'm so shocked that I saw that. <laughs> so you can see, um, it's you're, you're getting an account or you're getting a description of this woman from different people. And you're seeing that she's quite, um, she's quite naive. She's quite naive because she also does like the making the baking cakes thing. Who no one, but um, no one actually buys the cake. She just sort of makes it. That know why? So you can kind of see that she's a bit naive. Is that the word? Quite and also quite manipulative. So is in the, is there some sinister? You know action some sinister side to her or is she just is she just dumb is dumb the right word or is she just really 
um, does she actually believe she's what a she's psychopath saying? yeah she's very mad yeah, she's a psychopath she's very and mad i feel like it, um more people might have there might be a census on this on that question compared to like anatomy before where you know did she kill him or she not kill him where it might be a bit more divided but I think that's kind of what this, um, what Ton Hades is trying to ask us. Plus, also like you know the entirety and the entire exploitation of Hollywood, and how there's even the scene a bit later on. I think it's after they have sex, where she's talking about you know your story. And it's like this is not my story. This is my fucking life. Oh, that, she made me sick when she said that. Yeah, and how Hollywood is literally able to you know while trying to sell a good story you know as content and these are like people's real lives but at the same time people would still watch it so what does that say about us the audiences who do <laughs> something like that just asking too many questions man i don't want to talk about it anymore so i feel like the more i speak about it the more questions that i don't really the more like. you're cutting yourself the more I'm, um shading myself i guess Oh man, Jess, my sister, what did you think? I thought it was just such an interesting take on how they obviously showed what happened. Because first I thought mm. it was just going to be like a lot of trauma, like oh my gosh, what did this woman do to this boy? And then it was just like they looked like a normal couple, and just like what is going on? And everyone is just like used to this. Of course, it's obviously like some people that send them stuff through the post and stuff. But I just thought it was just like an interesting way of how they showed it to us. Because obviously, like, he probably didn't think, he didn't think that he was, like, groomed until he got told. And then when she was saying all that about he was the, what did she say about him? I just, like, so confused. Like, he was the, she um, said so the, the many boss things or something like him. that. I was like, no, yeah, you're the boss. He was you're a child. The boss. Say, tell everybody you're the boss. I'm like, tell everyone he's the what? <laughs> he was a child yeah and like it's, it just like they just look so it's so normal to them <laughs> and it's i was kind of like doesn't because it's the sort of thing where you're looking at someone where you're like can you not see that you have you're walking around with your shoe on your head and it's like no i <laughs> Can you, what what you have a show in your head can you not see it? everyone else can see it, but you guys can't so it's that sort of thing where it was just it was a really weird watch but i felt it was that's kind of how todd hate wanted you know us the viewers to feel and, and the fact that he looked a the, lot younger than she did as well yeah i was talking about like the bit where she masturbates on the stairs <laughs> <Yog! laughs> <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was. That's what we call this film. That's what we call cinema. No, that's my boy Scorsese. That's what we call. No, I guess it's also like a commentary on. Is it method acting? Um, Yeah. I mean, listeners of this show know how I feel about method acting, but you know, do you really have to insert? You know intrude people's lives just for you to give you know just for you to present to be somebody else for two hours but. this is uh, this uh, you've actually tapped into so i have so many first and first the performances were amazing mm-hmm. 
Charles, I'll I will etch your name in history. Don't you worry, babes. This is not gonna be the first time you're gonna be in a world's conversation. This is not gonna be the first time. You and Zach I'll fight for you, Dory. Um <laughs> the pools were amazing. Charles, Julie, Julianne, yo, she was amazing playing a nonce. And Natalie Portman played the act the actors like an actor method acting so well. This woman was a level of sickness that I've never seen before. I've worked I worked in mental health for four years. I ain't seen sickness like that. <laughs> like it's it was flabbergasting. It's I was watching her. I'm like, you're. You need to be burning in hell. Hell is not even enough for what she needs to go. I don't know. I don't know what she. I, I think hell is even too good for her. She <laughs> needs to build the bus. I don't know where she needs to go. She needs to find herself. If there was a place lower than the pit of hell, that's where she would go. Because to go to someone, you're the boss. You're the boss. You're the boss. You're the boss. I, like the way she blamed him and said, you came on to me. I'm like, this boy was 11, 12, 10 even. <laughs> what do you mean he came on to you? So what does that even mean? So when he was having his Capri son, he put the moves on you. How was he meant to put the moves? I don't think he even knows what moves are. The only moves he should be knowing, he knows what moves are when he's doing his little dance routines, probably watching NSYNC on the television. And you're telling me that he put the moves on you. Like, you need to be serious. Um, Didn't she say thought- that he was like more sexually experienced the- than her as well? Than her, you're like triple like, his be age for real, and she had kids and before thing, that as well. <laughs> and what makes this even worse is that the real life events of this are even more stuck. You know, they used to have she used to have sex with him on the roof. Oh my so god, so everyone yeah. could see like this is how bad this was. So because they got caught, I didn't they? Knowing, they got caught in the act, yes, they always got caught, and nothing really ever happened to her. And I think. Watching this was making me pull my hair out and getting so angry because I'm like, this poor... And the one and Charles Melton played it so well because it's very hard to play an adult, a male adult in arrested development. It's so hard mm-hmm. because people can overact. Mm-hmm. And the scene of him watching his kids and he's at the gate and he's crying. And it's like the realisation clicks in. When he's talking to his son on the roof, that conversation, I was... Balling, I'm like, I cannot imagine. Yeah, I thought that scene was your children. Something, yeah. It's mm-hmm. so sad because you're watching your when children. When they were smoking weed, you've, right? You're on, mm-hmm. Yeah, and you are now realizing that what happened to you wasn't appropriate. Because when you know, I think the scene when he was in the bedroom with her and he's the turmoil when you can see of him turning within himself. And mm-hmm. he's saying, like, I wouldn't do that now. So why did you do it? This is this it wasn't right. Or was she trying mm-hmm. to talk him off a ledge? And I just thought it, it was, he did such a, an incredible job. The movie's now tainted knowing that the, um, he was the actual guy wasn't contacted or, or like he didn't get consent really. Cause you can't pull directly from his life. It's fair enough if he was inspired by it and it didn't have actual live that Cause there's been plenty of <laughs> plenty and plenty of plenty of times where a woman has groomed a, a young boy into a relationship we've seen it but you've pulled actual things have happened to him the least you could do is have him con- consent and be consulted on this and actually be a part of this you didn't need do to do that so, so it's uh-huh. forever tainted oh. yeah you can't because you've pulled things that he's directly said and he's directly gone through 
So it's like if I did a movie about something that happened to you, Jibs, that's happened to everyone. Yeah. But I pull things directly you've said and I've not told you about it. You'd be like, wait, wait, what? And you're profiting. But at the same time, that. hold on. Let me, let me, let me challenge you on that. But at the same time, it's like we just spoke about the. Um, I feel like you want Todd Haynes to be not more like the Natalie Portman character Elizabeth, where she's literally in their lives. Uh you know asking them about like different things do you not feel like that was exploitative no i don't i don't i no i don't well, i don't want it to be that you can do the film about that topic that's not the issue as soon as you're directly pulling things that have happened to him specifically and no one else mm-hmm. and he's not being told that this has been happening that's when it now becomes wrong you don't need to consult with him to make the film about him because that's what todd haynes was not trying to do but clearly think, you were inspired by interviews and, and pulled sentences out. So even if they said, if like what they did with Iron Claw and Iron Claw, they just gave him first watch of the guy, first watch of the film. Of course, they put most things in the film that happened to him and his family, but not everything was. Mm-hmm. He got to watch it. He signed off on it. Even if Vili was the first person to watch it and just said, yeah, cool. You don't need to consult with him if he doesn't feel comfortable to comfortable about. But at least give him fair warning, by yeah. the way, Something that traumatically happened to you and in an interview that we all watched you get abused in is going to be used in this movie, just giving you watch. How do you feel about it? Just so you have, you can say that you've done it. But they didn't even do that. At first he was a part of it, then he wasn't. And then mm-hmm. when he just came out and said, like, no one told me, told me about it. Um, I feel like I agree. I think they definitely should have asked him because it is about his life and then you never know like how he probably would have felt when he saw it come out of that and then there's always people that do stuff like that they would have i remember i saw this tiktok about this i think it's like an american footballer and then he had like this life and then his family basically sold his story and he got nothing from it i don't think he got anything from it in the end so i feel like he probably did deserve something and if things are inaccurate as well you could be like you know this isn't right or just like let them you know, have some direction to it or something. Yeah, but they're not telling, they're not telling, they're just telling a story. They're not, they're not saying this is the truth. What they would say is this is inspired no. by, this is inspired by true events. What, because I think what as viewers we need to do is sort of not take everything we see as in the movie as, as it got, as gospel. It's kind of the same problem that mm. happened with the social network where once that film happened, People, you know, everybody involved in Facebook all came to say that was a fabrication and was BS. And it's like, no. um, Sorkin was like, he's not really interested in the in Facebook in telling the entire truth. He's not really interested in sort of saying this is a this is what Facebook, this is how Facebook got created. He was more interested in the dynamics, the relationships, friendship, class. That's the story he was trying to tell. And I think. That's what Todd Haynes, because he's quite, I think he's quite provocative. You know, he's so director who actually makes us have discussions like this, for example, about like, you know, should we consult with people when we do movies about them? But if we do movies about them, would it just become a, you know, like the last dance, which is just lies on lies on lies for one person's, you know, to make one person look really, really good and make everyone else look bad because there's, that other end of the spectrum or are you just trying to tell a story which is inspired by something 
but I mean, there's themes you might want to show in the story. There's other discussions you want to have the story, like we're talking about today about the exploitative uh, aspect of Hollywood and, um, you know, that relationship with, you know, like this, this discussion we're having about, you know, should we pry into people's lives to just tell a story? And I think that's the discussion the director wants us to have. And if he's probably listening to this podcast right now, he has <laughs> a bigger smile on his face. He goes, Jibs, Jibs, <laughs> I generally do agree with you. But then the issue he, Todd Haynes has is you've directly used quotes from an interview and then didn't mm-hmm. consult. That's the issue that comes in. If the mm-hmm. film did not include any of the I'm the boss, I'm the boss and things that he's directly said they've said in interview that we have access to mm-hmm. they basically pulled from the interview and put it in the movie mm-hmm. now you've done that you have to now go to him because the social network it wasn't direct quite like they got some scenes from the courtroom but it wasn't but that's courtroom stuff mm-hmm. that's stuff that can be used in in a film but people have but made movies not... on historical like jfk they literally made a I... movie about him you know getting his head topped off and there was i i know i know but when the person's alive and they've now said and the issue is it's about grooming and sexual abuse i would rather that the person has said because you have to think about it we're watching it as viewers but that's his traumatic experience Mm. he's watching everyone view Mm-hmm. like it it wasn't as if they made like there's been plenty of films we've seen like i think um we've seen what's the recent one that was it shailene woodley or someone did on tv recently not long ago and it, that was so generalized it could be put to anyone any female teacher male student but this was we knew it was him yeah you got a guy who was half um he was mixed race who looks like him he was samoan you purposely got Julianne Moore to look like her, mm-hmm. um, the woman in the like. You've done so much that we now know it's his story. So Todd Haynes trying to go the route of oh, it's inspired by you've pulled things directly from interviews, and now in he said, you know what, like I, I didn't get told about this, and I'm watching this, and my kids are watching my trauma play out. And I don't feel comfortable telling him, you know what, like, let me not listen to you because it's it's very different when it comes about sexual abuse because she groomed him essentially. And yeah. it becomes I mean, a thing. I of, don't think do we do we now have the, do we now it becomes a, a conversation that Hollywood needs to have generally, is when we're doing mm-hmm. these films about abuse, is it right that we do these films without the consulting of the people involved like the iron claw movie has historical levels of abuse in it but then they have the cons- um the permission and the guidance of um kevin kevin was involved in the filmmaking of it so it's it's okay yeah. to, that's why i felt okay to watch it but i'm happy that i watched this film way before i found out about that i watched this in december <laughs> so when it came out two weeks later i thought oh god <laughs> But yeah, I think Todd Haynes, it's like, honestly, I was like, no. But it's a very, very uncomfortable conversation. And I think Todd Haynes has the ability to make this exact same film without using those quotations. I don't think I'm the boss, I'm the boss thing needed to be there. That's bar for bar exactly what was said in the interview. Because I was like, I, I mean, when I watched I the think... film, I was like, I've heard this, I've heard him, I've heard this thing before. Yeah. And then I literally went to my stepmom, I was like, 
I've, I've messaged her saying this bit of the film this is from that interview and she, she goes yeah it is and she goes wait half of the movie <laughs> is things that they've said so yeah I don't know I don't know how he must feel seeing this play out his mm. children god knows I don't know what, yeah. how I'd react I mean, to it I think I mean he's just what he'd say is he's just a filmmaker and I guess that's problematic on its own but he's responsibility is to making a picture making a movie his responsibility is not in telling the truth because he wasn't there he doesn't know the truth and if he consults the real guy who knows what kind you know what kind of truth he'd be getting is that sort of thing where it's um you know it's because todd haynes wasn't there so he's just taking somebody's account of of events which might probably is true but you don't know if it's fully you know 100 true so it's um you know i think i think he'd say is he is making a movie and he's not telling the truth he's making a movie but then i would question ton hayden say make the same story do not make it specific to him there's nothing wrong with making a movie he's named it, does he? about her no but it's it's about no but it's about him we all know it the exact storyline is playing out exactly like what happened to him it's Mm. not generalized at all he did not and he said it himself it was from donated himself he said a black person to play him like you should have you should have not made it for where Todd Haynes went wrong he penciled himself it's a great movie Mm -hmm. but he penciled himself into a box when you could have made this exact film, there's nothing wrong with the exact content of the film as in the theme of the film. The idea of someone, a, a voyeur actress, um, mm-hmm. method acting and infiltrating in someone's traumatic experience. That could be done. Just don't make it about this specific situation because you've not got the, that's when you get into an open situation. You could have done the same dynamics just not having the things that happened to him in it. If it was just a person who was groomed, not someone who we know you did it to look like, because he made Charles Melton put on weight. So then he looked similar to what Vinny did at his age now. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So all these things, you could have the exact same storyline, just don't make it specific. I think because he was so inspired, because this was probably the most famous case of it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you do find yourself doing it sometimes when i'm teaching in english and you're like modeling something like i was modeling Charlie in the chocolate factory and you're trying to write, write mm-hmm. a story and i'm like wait i'm 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 getting things from roald Dahl that i don't need to do that i'm trying to make my own thing and i think that's what happened with todd haynes he was trying to be general but at the same time made it so specific to this event that he's now caught himself in this situation and now he now has done the very thing the character in his film did that he was trying to make us have a conversation about. Yeah, but he did the opposite though because he he didn't really, he didn't even consult them. He just, he's still making a movie about them. Yeah, but it's the same sort of, yeah, but it's still a It's the same thing, but it's a different, it's like taking a different road. A different way of doing it. Of doing it. To to, to the same destination I guess but it's an yeah, interesting exactly. conversation I guess and I think it's all up to it's us to the viewers to decide whether we think you know what side we're on in this the Elizabeth character and Todd Haynes are mm-hmm. are wrong or if one is 
not right, but you know, if you think both are wrong, they're both are not wrong. So yeah, I think it's that's very, very think interesting that's what conversation. Made wants us to to do is and uh, no, there's yeah, so many ways to dive into it. Like, like to know what our, what our listeners think and viewers think about uh, think about it. I can tell you what the Oscars Honest. thought about it. <laughs> it hey, shit. <laughs> the thing is, do you know I knew, I kept thinking they can't shut out Charles. I thought I knew Julianne was going to get shut out, and I knew Natalie was going to get shut out. Natalie, it's too close to home. It's way too close to home. But I thought surely not. You won't shut out Charles because Charles has been nominated everywhere else. So I thought, if anything, Charles will get it. If anything, mm-hmm. at least I can rest because he's. Imagine you've got nominated everywhere. Uh, he wasn't. He was, I think. But two, I think the no, sags, not everywhere. But he's. I think the sags, I think the sags and the Bath- away. Sags and Bafters are the only two he didn't get. I think. Yeah, yeah. Sags and Bafters. Bafters are. I think they were the only know. two, but Bafters are. Bafters is vibes. But the sag was the Bafters only one he didn't Glover get. But even vibes. the Bafters is British vibes. Yeah. British, British and vibes but I think when when he didn't get a sag one I thought you know what fair enough it's happened it's happened like it happened with Gargar do you know what I mean so it can happen in it but I thought the Oscars won't surely not I thought nah they wouldn't do that because he was that good mm-hmm. actually for me if I'm gonna call a spade a spade and I'm having my best supporting actor performances I have him and De Niro as my number one I okay. cannot pick yeah, between the two of them. I can't be between the two of them. I think they're excellent in two different ways. De Niro yeah. plays a racist sickeningly well, and Charles Melton becomes the character. Like I cannot yeah. separate him from what's happened. So there were my two. So what I was about, more offended. Oh, I forgot this guy's of uh, uh, Dan and Ginny, isn't it? He's going to win that, isn't he? I don't. You I know, literally this, forgot I don't about know. him until like now. No, no, he D- definitely R-D-J, is going to win. That. But he he was very good on Oppenheimer, so it's not really that bad of a thing. If you're going to lose to someone, yeah, at least lose to that performance. Yeah, he's good like, on Oppenheimer. Fair. Plus, he's he was like very, very good. He's been, you know, his entire like Hollywood like story yeah. fall down. He's got the comeback not story. Com- comeback story. Got the you know everyone knows him quite a you know, popular guy, charming guy within the, within the circle. So I don't think, I think that, uh, that's a wrap, but it would have been good to you. But I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's um, one interesting viewing experience. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it really was. I was a bit like, Yeah, I, okay. I did laugh sometimes. You know the bit when she's at the fridge door? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was making some banging cakes though I must say because <laughs> like, oh, every I'm time I'm like I want to try this this cake <laughs> and then I'm like wait what am I saying she's a nonce she's from the poison you really would you know <laughs> yeah she really would it was really good performance as well from Jillian Moore he's just one of these like person people who can morph into you know, each uh, character that she plays. Call it the Philip Seymour Hoffman Julianne effect. Moore. 
I'm not going to lie. There's a certain lady that should not be in that um, best actress category, and they should replace her with Julianne Moore. Hold I on. won't say I'm, any names, but see. we have Best a look friend. at the names because yes. Julianne Moore should be there. Oh, it's definitely Annette Benning, then, isn't it? Yes. So I don't know what the I Why don't know she what there? the hell she's doing there. I don't even think she expects Julianne to be there. Julianne Moore. <laughs> Julianne Moore has gotten absolutely shagged this season. So I'm like, are, are we? Be, I'm like, did we? Did I watch the same thing as everyone else? Because I thought, yeah, shooting, it's Julianne Moore. Yeah. You know, her name alone is enough. Then when I tell her, get nothing, I'm like, right, why are we... Natalie Portman was very good, by the way. But Julianne Moore was better than Natalie Portman in that film. She played that sick yeah, woman she's so doing, well. Yeah, she's very... She acts very... That delusional acting. Maybe, she does oh, that really, maybe really that's well, my auntie. But, um, no, she's my auntie. But I mean, she has an Oscar. Me. That's why I'm offended. She's Still, man. Listen, win one Oscar, you're sorted, man. Uh, but let's, guys, let's get let's do our little ratings. Let's do our ratings very quickly. Oh, what yeah. would you rate May December? Um, seven. Mm, fair, Jess. I give it a seven point five. That's my exact rating. Seven point five. 7.5. That's my rating. But ladies and gen ladies and gents, it's been real. I've enjoyed, you know, podding with you both. <laughs> I'm acting as if this yeah. is the last one. This is just began. We just be going and going. But, you know, it's been real, guys. Thank you so much for listening in and we hope you enjoyed uh, very productive conversations. These have been very interesting conversations. And hope to see you more on Is This Cinema. All right, bye. Let's go. Bye. Cheers, guys. Bientôt.